Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you? How are your summer plans coming along? So I just got back from three-week trip to Italy and Greece with my daughter. Um, this is the first podcast that I'm recording since then. I recorded a bunch ahead of time that I played while I was gone. But uh, if you've never had the opportunity to do something like that, you simply must. It has changed me on a cellular level in ways that I'm just not even fully aware of yet. So it was truly amazing. We spent time in Venice, Florence, Rome, Vatican City, uh, Greece. We went to Athens, up to Delphi, which was amazing. And then we ended up in Santorini, which is one of the Greek islands. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Unbelievably beautiful. So this month, we're going to talk about networking. I want to kind of cover it from a whole bunch of different angles for you. And I want to start um, the, the conversation today by talking about why networking is so important. So some of the other topics that I'm going to, going to talk about this month are, are how most people network and how that compares to my approach. Also, places to network and how to maximize your experience at those networking opportunities. And then my phrase is how not to be a networking barnacle. So one of the things I teach my clients is how to be in a symbiotic relationship in networking, which is how networking should be. It should not be all take and no give. It should not be you being a barnacle like on the side of a boat. So I'm going to teach you some tips about how you cannot be a networking barnacle towards the end of the month. But today... The topic is, why is networking so stinking important? Why is it so essential, not just to getting a new job, which is the obvious purpose of networking, but I really want you to think about these things as it applies to finding friendships, finding even relationships, finding service providers, being a service provider for someone else giving someone a good recommendation on a, a you know a contractor that you've used there's those are all forms of networking and so it it it's not just about you trying to find a new job and again it's not about all take and no give so here are my top 5 reasons why networking is so stinking important number 1 and this is specific to the job search 75% of all jobs are in the hidden job market you've heard me talk about this before Put that in another way, three out of every four jobs are not posted on any kind of an online forum. So if all you're doing is looking at job boards, you're not going to see those. You have a zero chance of accessing the largest portion of available jobs and the jobs with the least competition because they're not being publicly posted. So that's my number one reason why you really need to network. If you're just, I I get calls from clients weekly who have been in a job search for a prolonged length of time. And one of the things that I always do is I get the math. I want to find out what is the math of their job search. Because they will tell me, oh, I've applied to so many positions, or I've been doing this for so long. Well, I want to know how many jobs have you applied for online, how many interviews have you gotten, and how many job offers have you gotten. And the typical conversion rate when all you're doing at looking at job boards is 100 applications gets you 10 interviews, 
10 interviews gets you one job offer and it may not be the job offer that you want, but then you now you have a job offer. And so oftentimes when people tell me that they are not having success in their job search, it's because they haven't run those numbers. They're, they've applied to 10 jobs online and maybe they've gotten one job interview and no job offers. You can really increase your chances of success if you step away from, not, not completely outside of job boards. I still want you to take a look at those job boards, but I want you to also engage in networking so that you can access those 75% of jobs that aren't posted. So that's reason number one. Number two is networking. As I kind of alluded to when I set the stage for today's topic, networking is not just about getting a job. You might be able to network your way into a key assignment with your current employer. Maybe you get put on a committee that gets you in, uh, gets you to use a skill set that you really haven't been using in your job or gets you in contact with and in proximity to key decision makers in other areas of the company. You might increase your promotability by doing this. You might get tied into community organizations where you get to interact with a cross-section of people. So anytime you can network outside of your employer in like doing nonprofit work, doing volunteer work, um, uh, you know, volunteering for, you know, anything that you're passionate about, particularly if it's something maybe you don't get to use that skill set while you're at work, you never know who you're going to meet and what kind of relationships are going to form and what's going to happen as a result of those connections. So that's number two. It's not just about getting a job. And I heard one of the most disturbing things I ever heard a client say to me one time, I was following up with him and talking, asking him questions about how his job search went after he and I ended our relationship together. And he said, you know, something along the lines of, well, I got my job, and so now I don't have to do any networking. And I was so disturbed by that because it was this notion that it's something that you can take off the shelf when you need it, when it serves you, and then put it back on the shelf the rest of the time. And again, again, that really goes against everything I'm saying to you, which is that it needs to be that symbiotic relationship. So if you're putting it on the shelf thinking, I'm not looking for a job, I don't need to network, I don't have a purpose, then you're really missing the whole purpose of networking, which is to give and to share and to be of value to other people. So my third reason to network is that networking gives you an opportunity to kind of subtly toot your own horn. So during a networking meeting, you have an opportunity to tell the other person what you've been up to at work, what you've done professionally. And that helps you to really build your personal brand and become known as the expert in. So let's say you're not looking for a job. You are in some sort of a networking organization like BNI is one that um, requires you to meet one-on-one -on -one with people in your chapter um, on a regular basis. And so you sit down with them, you tell them what you're good at, what you do, what your strengths are, you know, what projects you're working on. And, and they remember that ideally. And then if somebody is looking for someone who is great at what you are great at, then they hopefully will remember you and, and recall you as a possible candidate for that job. It could also be a committee assignment. It could be a nonprofit organization or a board they want you to sit on. It could be any number of things, but by clearly expressing and getting very clear on your value, what you bring to an organization and expressing that and having practice saying that to a wide range of people, then you're getting that word out there in ways that you can't possibly anticipate the effect of. So number four, networking is also going to build your social skills. So if you don't really love networking or talking about yourself or meeting strangers, 
um, and don't think that you're really great at it, networking is one of the best ways to build those skills. So you kind of get over your aversion to meeting people, meeting strangers, to talking to people you don't know anything uh, about or they don't know anything about you and really build those skills. And I promise you, those skills are going to serve you extremely well, no matter what direction your career takes, no matter what career field you're in, no matter what industry you work in. So you're going to get really clear. Again, this is going to help you with your personal brand. You're going to learn how to ask questions to draw the other person out. What are the questions that when I ask somebody, they seem to really react well to that positively? They, I like, they, they get really engaged when I ask this question. Conversely, what are some questions that seem to not resonate with the people I'm networking with? And, and it, there's just something about that skill of making small talk that's going to serve you throughout your career. Just that ability to kind of converse about whatever, maybe it's nothing important, um, at least beginning, you know, when you're kind of getting comfortable with each other. That's a really great skill to have. So that's number four. We're going to build your social skills. Number five, networking can provide you with results that go far beyond the professional arena, right? And I mentioned this again at the outset. You might make friends out of that. You might find a romantic partner. You might discover passions or opportunities to express your passion um, in ways that you didn't even know existed, right? So if you're out in the community and you're doing something and you find that there's a group that is pursuing a cause that you're passionate about and you didn't even know that group existed, then that's an amazing thing. So just in general, your life is going to be much fuller because of networking. When you go into networking, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group, I always recommend that you have a goal when you go into this networking event so that you can kind of know, can measure your success, but I also want you to be open to other possibilities. I want to talk here a little bit about the different types of networking and because each one of them requires a slightly different skill set and, and has slightly different advantages. So first I want to talk about one-on-one -on -one networking and then I want to hit the networking events. So one-on-one -on -one networking is typically going to be done with somebody that you already know or someone who has been recommended to you. So someone's made an introduction. Um, maybe you met somebody at, an, at a group networking event. Now you want to take it to the next level and meet them one-on-one. -on -one. In a future episode, I'm going to talk about the mechanics of networking. But here are the benefits of one-on-one -on -one networking. I want you to kind of think about this. So number one, you have a concentrated period of time to really focus on building a relationship with that person. So it's going to be a much more intimate potentially deeper relationship than the kind of thing that goes on in a networking event where you might meet somebody and talk to them for five minutes and move on. Also, because these meetings are typically scheduled, you have the opportunity to prepare for the meeting and determine exactly what you want to ask the other person to do for you. So you're going to go into that one-on-one -on -one meeting with a specific ask for that person. I would back this up and say I would not meet with someone or not necessarily meet with someone unless I had a specific ask for them. If they wanted to meet with me because they had a specific thing they wanted to do, that's okay. But I want to look, I want to start with what can this person do for me? I want to help them, but I also want them to help me. And what is the ask that I'm going to make? Is there a person I want them to connect me to? Is there a some kind of door that I want them to open? How, how can they help me? And I'm going to be very specific with that ask. And then third, 
one-on-one -on -one networking is great because it's much easier to follow up with those people. So if you make that specific ask, it's very easy to follow up with them and say, hey, really great meeting you. I look forward to the introduction with Gina Smith that you promised to make um, this week. And it also gives you an opportunity to provide them, right? So when you're in a networking meeting and people say, hey, you know, call me, do whatever, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, or it can, but this is a concentrated one-on-one -on -one meeting where you can do whatever you say you're going to do for that individual. So you're going to follow up with them to make sure you get the results that they promised and you're going to provide the results that you promised. All right, so let's talk about networking events for a minute. So these are events where networking is the primary function. So I'm going to break these group events out into a couple of kinds of events. But this is a networking event. So this is an event that may have networking in the title. Um, I go to these all the time. And the primary focus is we're going to do business with one another. And it may be a specialized kind of business or it may just be whatever kind of business you do. Come on, bring it. And we're going to network about that. So the people who come to these events may not be looking for a job. They may be looking for customers. They may be looking for, you know, business um, to provide services to another, you know, company or that kind of thing. Um, maybe they want to establish partnerships, um, get referrals, but they're there to do business. So number one event, a benefit of these events is that you get to speak to, you know, maybe a dozen people at one event. So it's a very efficient way of networking, especially when you're getting your feet wet and maybe you're not super comfortable with the one-on-one -on -one meetings yet. You can want to kind of work up to that. A networking event can be, for some people, less um, kind of intimidating. Now, for some people, it's more intimidating because it's a large group of people. But the fact that you don't have to engage in a deep conversation with one person can, for some people, feel a little bit more comfortable. Number two, you get a real large cross-section of people at those events. So there's a much greater chance that someone there can help you if you have stated your request very clearly, you have a very clear elevator pitch, and you are listening to people and you're, you're engaging with them there's a really good chance that there are people in that room, whatever room it is, that will be able to help you in some way. And number three, you get to also be building your LinkedIn network at the same time because what I want you to do is go home immediately and take those business cards that you collected at that networking event and go into LinkedIn, connect with those people, remind them that you just met them at the networking event, and ask them to connect with you. So you've started a relationship and that some of those relationships that you meet at that networking event may very well lead to a one-on-one -on -one meeting. You may want to take it to the next level. So I want to differentiate between networking events and events where networking is possible. So I want you to think of like professional development meetings, community service organizations. So if you go to a Kiwanis meeting, you go to a Rotary meeting, you go to a SHRM meeting, which is the Society for Human Resource Management. Um, you go to some sort of training event that the community offers. There is pos the possibility of networking there, even though it is not technically a networking event. So the benefits of attending those events are going to be the same as attending networking events. So you still are going to get to speak to a bunch of people at one time. You're going to get a large cross-section of people, typically, and it may be pretty narrow if it's like a, a training for accountants, um, but oftentimes those trainings cut across industries and functions, so you'll get a wide range, and then you get to take those people back, connect with them on LinkedIn, and build your LinkedIn networking. The additional benefit that I think these kind of events 
offer you is that if you're going to work alongside other professionals, so let's say it's the Rotary Club, and beyond just going to the weekly meetings, you also are on a committee to build a Habitat for Humanity home or to help with their annual fundraiser or to, you know, repair some park in town that has seen its better days, then you have the opportunity for others to see you in action, not just in terms of the skills that you're lending, because in many cases, the skills that you're lending are not necessarily your signature skills, right? So I can promise you, if I ever went out and built a Habitat for Humanity, you would not see me using my talents because I have no building skills whatsoever. But what you might see would be my leadership skills, my ability to communicate with others, my ability to establish rapport with others, my ability to organize people and organize things and events. So those opportunities can be great to get for others to see you in action and be kind of impressed by your work ethic and kind of just how you show up for those things. So I hope that I have provided you today with compelling evidence that networking is so stinking important because it is. And so if any of you listening are in this little bubble where you think, you know, I can do my job and go home and, you know, I don't need to network with people. I don't need to connect with other people. I'm not looking for a job right now. Why would I network? I really hope that I've disavowed you of that, that uh, thought process. So if you want to take this work further as always, I want to be your career coach. I'm, I'm loving how many of you are reaching out to me and wanting to connect with me on a deeper level. And so I offer 30-minute consult calls. There's no charge. And I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions to find out where you're at right now in your job search or in your career. And I will give you at least two really great tips that you can take immediately. So these are going to be tools, strategies, resources, whatever to take your take the next step in your career or in your job search. And then if I think that I can help you further, I'm going to tell you what that looks like. So that's always available to you. Look in the show notes or um, you can get on my website, the exclusive career coaching, and you can schedule that appointment with me. And uh, always you can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Please, please, please tell your friends about it. Our listenership is going up by the week, and I'm thrilled at what I'm seeing. So keep it coming. And uh, write me a question. Ask me a question. Let me be your career coach. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.